Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. Coming right up, it is the Book of Colossians. Don't you dare miss it. It's about churchy churches, and you got to be careful what church you're into. But while you turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2, please first consider your part in the many member body of Christ. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Whatever God given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many member body of Christ. Nonprofit ministry. If you can help me out, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, I'll send you one of these for ten dollars. Beautiful infinity chain necklace for a ten dollar bill. You'll put that with your favorite things. You'll hang it off your mirror. I set it up as a nonprofit. So for your peace of mind, that you know any money provided goes to God's purposes. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians chapter two. We'll pick it up at verse uh, verse six here, and we're rocking along. This is good. Okay, and. And as you therefore receive Jesus Christ, the Lord, so walk ye in him. You talk it and you walk it. Okay, now this is a big deal. These are commandments from God. This is divine revelation, not man's imagination. Rooted and built up in him, stabilized in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for giving us another way out of this construct, back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Rooted, it's the analogy of a tree. Like we're used as trees, we to be trees of righteousness as it's written in Isaiah. We are the trees burning up right now inside of what's going on on planet Earth through rich white man's construct. Who's the boss of rich white man's construct? Well, it's Satan himself, the magistrate of the world. He is the treasure of the world, the schoolmaster of the world. He is AI. There is your central enemy revealing himself. Rudiment and faith, and you can't. Faith without works is dead. There are rules to having faith. We're going to get into this today. This is a big in-depth lesson. This took me a few days. I thought I could just fly through the book of Colossians. Not so. Every time I think that, I get taken back to uh, reality here. And has been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Always giving all my thanks belongs to you, my Lord Jesus Christ, and through you to Father. My heart belongs to you. All my love, my trust belongs to you, and through you to Father, my Lord Jesus Christ. Beware lest any man spoil you through the philosophy of vain deceit. Don't get me started. After the tradition of men, and after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. The rudiments of the world are the ways and things of the world, the ceremonies of the world. Let's talk about philosophy here. This is one of my... Oh, just philosophers, philo religious leaders, globalists, rich white men, unelected world leaders, politicians, lawmakers, scientists. They seem to declare finalities to hypothetical situations and then market them as the truth. Now, I have a huge rant here about philosophers, but I'm going to skip I'm going to skip it just because we'll talk about technology has opened a bottomless pit of lies and deception to change your religious authority away from God and they do it by obsessive messaging to try and convince God's children of the validity of truthfulness from their false narrative, from their philosophies, from their vain deceit. Watch out for these people. They're extreme. They have big charismas. They're larger than life. They have big... They have like a big crew behind them of people pushing this narrative, these false narratives. We see them snakes in suits and their white lab coat patsies. We just, we're living it right now. Uh, information campaigns of lies. This goes from the pulpit. Now remember, there was no division between state and the church back then. 
like the churchy church, the one that was hostile to the Lord Jesus Christ and his followers. Obviously, they orchestrated having him nailed to a cross. So their information campaigns is what we're talking about today. All these prophecies will occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings. For examples for us in these end times, our Lord Jesus Christ is our best friend. He is your best friend. He tells us all things. Information campaigns of lies, stoking the easily herded, and someone you really got on my case for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Intellectually weak, easily herded, and intellectually weak into thinking they are of a moral support superior to validate mocking and shaming. These rapture theory people, and we're going to be talking about these people, these antinominalisms, antinomian, antinomians today. This is the this is the one that's that's saturated in the church today. The system of things. Uh, the free grace controversy that you only have to have faith and no works to get into the kingdom of heaven and that's what i was taught as a kid and that's what my family was taught and that's why we decided to close our bibles because they said just have faith in jesus don't you trust me you see my backwards collar you just have faith in jesus christ and you're going to fly away now do you got any money for god let's go collection plate right now uh, you know what that's exactly what we did we shut the bible we shut it we didn't study in that church the united church of canada not one page together not one nine years beware lest any man spoil you after philosophy of um vain deceit hey let's talk about philosophy here let's let's we got to go to my buddy jude I just love this guy. Jude and James, Jesus Christ brothers, the two crustiest guys in the Bible, and I just love it. 26, ver 25 verses where he doesn't hold any punches at all, man. He just lets her rip. It's a smackdown, and I love going to the book of Jude when I can find it. It's just before the book of Revelation. There's Jude, my buddies. How's it going? Here we are. These are murmurers, complainers walking after their own lust desires of all manner epithemia in the greek and their mouth speaketh great swelling words having man's person's admiration that's what they want they get that little feeling of empowerment yes everyone's hanging off every word listen to my philosophies while well, i use the bible as a random book of quotes while well, i use science or whatever you want to use fake science that relies on interpretations of incomplete sets of evidence but it sounds good it's produced good it's market good to change your religious authority hey listen to these people great swelling words having man's person persons they want to they want admiration because of advantage you know what you people are they just think they're phenomenal they really do they should get a hockey jersey and have that right on their back. Right on the back of your priest's robe, buddy. Right on your back. Phenomenal. You know what? You're not phenomenal. You're a phenomenon. You're an object of your own perception. You are a philosopher. And you're using this book like a philosophy. That's what they did back then. That's what the warning is here. God's word is simple to understand, easy to understand. When you find a teacher that goes back into the manuscripts and studies through the lexicons, and I do that all day long for you. No problem. Rooted and built up in him, stabilized in faith. That's what we are, like a tree, rooted. We stand firm. That's what etz mean in the Hebrew. The tree standing firm like a backbone. We branch out. We're networking. And we're getting fed from a light. What light are you getting fed from? Into your psyche, this, this, the food for your soul. The greater of the two unique light givers 
or the lesser one that defiled the sanctuary with his philosophies and the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all fullness of Godhead bodily. That's all you need, all fullness, to dwell in all fullness of permanent peace, permanent safety, permanent security and certainty. All our necessities are taken care of. Remember, it is done, declares Christ on the cross at the end of the first advent, John 19.30. It is done. The doors to the ministry of salvation are open for whomsoever will. In Revelation 16.17, it is done. Seventh file sealed trump. It is done. Good and evil people are separated into the millennium temple or into the hell side. In Revelation 21.6, again, it is done. A permanent separation. Eternal temple with God or eternal fire, which just means the internal passion of your mind. You can go over there and philosophize and say, I believe in myself. I follow my own heart. What did Solomon, the smartest guy ever walked planet Earth, say? Those are fools. Don't listen to those fools. We can't govern ourselves. Free will entities simply must be governed. And when people think they can govern themselves, you get a construct like we have on, on the world stage today. Fullness of the Godhead. He is our perfect governmental perfection our orderly perfection our spiritual perfection it's all we need emmanuel god with us and if you don't want to be there then you can go play somewhere else you've exhausted your caregiver christ is the head and the body the many member body is complete within him and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power god's in control he's allowing evil to destroy itself from within we put ourselves here we know we are the one third that fell and jesus christ God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He gave us a way out. You guys want out? Have you had enough of following your own ideologies? Get your light from the unique light giver, the greater of the two unique light givers, our Lord Jesus Christ. He set the path. He set the way. He is the light. He is the perfect truth, that great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And that's not surreal. That's for real in whom you also are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Let's go over this over and over. Made without hands. Obviously, putting off the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Circumcision without hands over and over in the Bible. Going back to Deuteronomy chapter 10, Deuteronomy chapter 30, Jeremiah chapter 4. Listen, I could go on and on. It's circumcision of the heart. And the word circumcision means it's mole. I got a note, so I may as well just read it. Mole in the Hebrew. And it means to, to cut something off, to purge, to get rid of something of an unwanted quality, condition, or feeling. Circumcision of the heart. We're not talking about the male because then we're leaving out half the population. What about females? Circumcision of the heart. I just gave those three verses. Do 10, 16. Do 36. And Jeremiah 4.4, 4, amongst other places. And it's used physically of the male. It was regarded as unclean and profane. And speaking spiritually, it means to remove, removal of vain thought patterns. Cleanse, purify, and wash your heart. God wants your mercy. That's your faithfulness, not your pedestrian Christian ceremonies and lip service. Listen, I got a huge note on this. I ain't going to leave it at that. It's of the heart. Okay, and we'll talk about what happened. You know, God is teaching us that religious rituals make void his word. If you want to do that, th th then that's fine. It's not a religious ritual anymore. And we're going to find out why. God's going to tell us right here through through uh, this uh, um, uh, 
Paul, through Paul, here in the book of Colossians. Okay, verse 12, buried in him, buried with him in baptism, wherein you are risen with him through the faith and the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Now let's, let's go over this here. Buried with him. What do we bury? Buried our previous sins upon repentance. So don't let anybody rub your face in the past. Here, I got to go somewhere because this happened to me. I'll, I'll share my, my lessons with you, like my life lessons, what happens when you share with others. And, that's, and they, they were trying to tell me, it's in the book of James, and it's James chapter 5, and they're saying, listen, hey, Michael, you have to confess your faults to one another. Give us the dirt, Michael. What did you do back in 2000, What the whatever year? What did you, we want to know. Confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Come on, we want some dirt on you. Listen, this word faults is parapito. That's when your faith is being challenged. We're going to sit around, open the book, and let it speak for itself to help each other with faith. When people, this is this thing up here now. Every church I've gone to, I don't go to churches anymore. Believe me. No more churchy churches for me. This is the church. This is the companion chapel, a registered nonprofit. I set it up. Okay. We're on episode 491 now. This is the church. But going to these churches, they always ask the same thing. What brought you to Jesus? Can we have your story, Michael? Can we... Can we play? Can you? Can we please have your story? My story is so full of dirt that you will never let it go, and you don't have to tell anybody your road to salvation. That's between you and the Lord. When they say, "Well, it says here, confess your faults, Michael," we want some dirt on you. We want to rub your face in it at the most inconvenient time when we need to have a feeling of empowerment because we have to fill some inner void or some emptiness or we want to point fingers there's a lack of fulfillment in us we need your dirty filthy story of who you were before you were born again that dirty filthy stories behind the barn in the big giant pile of poo if you want to go back in that rolodex of poo you go ahead you can wallow it in on you want all you want i'm out of here i got born again my lord jesus christ is my savior trust man and you are cursed jeremiah 17 5 you want to sit around there and have a little story time how my life was before forget it you're not getting that out of me that's why there's no uh bio on my website i'm like you know what when i shared that my story and i only went around the corners believe me there's nothing anybody can say that would surprise me i've either walked it or walked beside it I'm not proud of it I'm just saying that's the way poop went down okay in my life and i'm just like wow i was looking at their faces i'm like i better stop talking here and they did use it against me so whatever you don't have to share nothing with nobody don't let any, anybody try and use the bible and say, hey we have to know who you are you know what you know how you get to know somebody by your works show me your works i'll see your faith and works in the bible starts at jonah chapter 6 verse 10 they change their works they change their aptitude the reactive attitude that motivates their actions their thoughts their intents their actions they change their personality they change change their character back into an existence with God. Their religious authority was God again. And Jonah was choked about it. But that's fine. you got to consider human frailty. That's a great story. But Okay, so buried in him in baptism. Yeah, baptism is a sign of obedience. Get yourself baptized. Wherein you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Efficient operational energy god's energy is thundering voice that creates that puts life 
God's energy. We went over that Revelation chapter 10 extensively. And you being dead in your sins. Listen, the English argument of the Bible is pointless because none of this would make sense unless you go back into the manuscripts. So I'll just read it from the manuscripts uh, a little bit easier. And you, at that time before being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of the flesh, well, we'll find out about that last little bit in a second, but we, we're all dead. Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses upon repentance? There's conditions to every promise. He can't put upon repentance in every single sentence where it's written like this, okay? There's conditions. As you read the Bible, you just can't just make stuff out. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now hold with me here. Where's the shadow of things? Okay, I'm going to read down to the shadow of things, and then we're going to comment on this. And, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them, openly triumphing, 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 triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink. Now watch out for this one. And in respect of holy day or the new moon or of Sabbath day, which, I'm going to read from the manuscripts, were a shadow of things to come, but now... The body is of Christ. He is the head of the body. Now let's, let's talk about this. Okay, let's go back to 2.14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us and contrary to us. Remember, the ordinances concerning forgiveness of sin, the blood ordinances, our Lord Jesus Christ executed the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension was Calvary at the cross where prophecy became in accordance with the word of God and in accordance with reality. Now, I'm going to read a little bit here. Uh, we're talking about the, the, the anti-nominianism and an anti-nominal. It's just one who holds, it literally means opposed to the law. These are the people that just say you just have to have faith and that's all there is to it. And then, you, then your ticket's stamped and then the kingdom of heaven. Who are you having faith to? There are rules to have faith. You can't just say, I love Jesus like I've seen in these churches and I pray for everybody Always remember that I pray for everybody in the whole human family. If you can't just romanticize who you think the Lord Jesus Christ is, I got an email the other day and it was like, uh, your God is definitely not my God the way you teach the Bible. And then they went on about their philosophy on who they think God is that should allow, uh, for example, um, barnyard morals to become part of mainstream society, the moral decay of society. Morals is the benchmark of human virtue and human values. And we're watching the moral decay of society now. What's God know? Everything. What's mankind know? Well, you, you guys can have a lot to talk about on the hell side, and you can point over to us on, the, on, the, on this side, and we pray for you. The ordinances. Okay, we're going to talk about the ordinances. Now, these are ordinances that are now... And I'll comment on ones back then. But antinomian is one who holds that under the gospel dispensation of grace, the moral law is of no use or obligation because faith alone is necessary to salvation. This is absolute abomination to God and it's blasphemy and it's in 90, 95% of the churches in North America today, at least. They argue that one's spiritual condition has no bearing upon one's outward behavior. In other words, you're off your leash. You go do whatever you want. And as long as you uh, say this, yes, I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus Christ. So my ticket's stamped to going to heaven. You're off your leash. That's what they think. 
they claim that personal revelations were equivalent to scripture, even superseding the Bible's authority. They just make it up in their mind. Where'd this come from? In the 1600s, I forget her name, Mrs. Hutchinson, I believe was her name. And then in the 1800s, the rapture theory was invented um, by Mrs. McDonald. And it's no diss on women. It's just a coincidence. We're all God's children. Race, gender, color your skin means nothing. It's all an illusion. We're all God's children. We're all part of the human family. Okay, so they, they think their personal revelations reclivent to Scripture, even superseding the Bible's authority. This is what happens on pulpits today, and this is what happened in the church of the United Church of Canada. They told me, you don't have to understand this, man. It's not meant to be understood. These laws back here, they are for Jews. I said, well, what's the difference between a Jew, a Hebrew, and an Israelite? That'll help you explain. And I've gone over that too many times, so I don't have time today. And now, in the Bible, we have nouns, adjectives, verbs. They're extremely flexible in the Bible. Grammatical uh, rules. You can't apply English grammatical rules stringent onto the original language. The original language has its own algorithm. It has its own pattern. And I found it through the etymology of the keywords in the manuscripts and out from the lexicons. They believe in God's eyes that faith is the sole evidence of justification. There is no necessary preparation for grace prior to salvation. Are you kidding me? You have to submit with an unquestioned obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. They skip over tons of verses like in James, who I love, James and Jude. Obviously, two crustiest guys in the Bible. Faith without works is dead. You can't have faith without works because you don't know what you're faithing about. There are rules to faith. You have to know Jesus Christ. Remember in Matthew chapter 5, he's going, oh, you churchy church people. Churchy church. You followed wolves in sheep's clothing. Matthew chapter 7, I believe. You followed wolves in sheep's clothing. I warned you, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. He said, you will know them by their fruits. These false prophets come to you in sheep's clothing but they're inwardly they're ravingly wolves and then he says not everyone that saith to me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven you have to know the will of the father if you do it you can't just make it up for yourself you can't just go oh, there's certain things in the bible i don't like well, what do you think it's going to happen when you meet your maker you're going to get a black pen and you're just going to vow to start crossing stuff hey here's uh mr Big Jim, the church elder, okay? Oh, he's, oh, Jesus Christ and the angels. Oh, here here he comes, okay, give him a black man. Yeah, I didn't like this. Yeah, I'm big shot, big Jim here. I didn't like this. I, I, you know, I wanted to eat pork. You know, I wanted to flop around like a fish and think that's uh, speaking in tongues. Um, uh, I'm pre-trib, by the way. And uh, yeah, okay, big Jim, you're going to rewrite the Bible, you big shot. All right. I don't know who Big Jim is. That's just an expression. But anyways, and, and this is the worst thing. These people that went to church, this hurts God more than putting atheists on the hell side because God said, I wish you were hot or I wish you were cold to the Laodiceans in this very chapter. Or was it chapter one? I forget. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was, no, it was chapter two in the book of Colossians where we're in right now. Be hot or cold on it. Don't sit in the middle and make stuff up for your convenience. People think today that their preferences determine what's true and the Bible's not convenient for them and they'll say things, catchphrases, they get pre-proof catchphrases they get from major media. It was written a long time ago. Don't worry about it. And that comes from the seminaries. Satan defiled the seminaries. 
Satan defiled, defiled the sanctuary that's written in Ezekiel chapter 28. You don't do it. You get to enter into the kingdom of heaven that doeth the will of my father. So you better know what his will is. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not, have we not prophesied in thy name? Haven't we cast out devils? Does Jesus Christ, yeah, you did cast out devils? Or were you allowing devils to play a snare drum on your head? Demons, devils, evil spirits, powers and principalities of Satan, everything that is corrupt in my Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom, did you allow that to happen? And in thy name, did we do many wonderful works? The answer is no. Did they cast out devils? No, because Jesus Christ says, then I'll profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Drift. Bye. That is mortifying. That is the most mortifying thing that can happen to any human entity, especially when they thought, but I went to church every Sunday. Like, I dumped money in that collection plate. We were singing songs. We kept the lights on. The lawn was cut. We kicked out little white trash Mikey because, you know, he knew the Bible too well. We, like, we, we, we did good, right? Depart from me. You never, this in the manuscripts, because you never made yourself known to me. Jeremiah 9, 24, 1 Corinthians 1, 31, the same thing. Psalm 75, 6, you get promoted somewhere, don't you think? There's no middle. You're either hot or cold. Depart from me. You never took the time to get to know me. You never made yourself known to me because you work iniquity. You followed. You followed these people with these theories that they've stuffed into the Bible. That's not true. Antinomianism is nothing but the rejection of the binding authority of God's written word. What does it say in Matthew 7? Do with the will of my Father. That's his word. Those are his instructions. In Proverbs 28, even those that turneth their way their ear from God's law, God's instructions, God's commandments, it's all the same. The, the, the word in the manuscripts is extremely flexible and indiscriminate. It's all one book. It's a book of instructions. Even your prayer will be an abomination, he says. Okay, that's the first seal, trump, and vial also. I, I, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not getting too far on this, but... Uh, to change people's moral and religious authority away from God. 2 Thessalonians 2.7 The mystery of iniquity is already at work, Paul says. Now let's, go to, let's talk about ordinances here. This is important because a lot of people ask me, well, there's a lot of rules written back here. Okay, so I'm going to give two examples that I found about ordinances that make that one example about God's ordinances and one example about how mankind added ordinances, laws, statutes, to tr and ceremonies to try and look all holy. That's what the word ordinance is talking about, or rudiments means. So we go back to Exodus chapter 30, and we're talking about Aaron here. And God's saying, So they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they shall not die, and it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout the generations. Okay, so, so looking at this, you would think, Okay, we have to go through all these hand-washing ceremonies and statutes and ordinances before we sit down. And then they added more and more. And God had quite a few of them. But back then, statutes and ordinances, first off, are almost the same word. Like I said, extremely flexible. But they have the same meaning. In the Hebrew, it's kok or kokah. Okay, it's the same. It's exactly the same. Here, generations means period of time. It's door in the Hebrew, not toledith. So that will revert back in the manuscripts to this word forever to mean olam. And it means of a long duration unto Christ. God is teaching order which was perfected in Christ. 
Okay, these there. That's why you can read this, which were shadows of things to come, but now it's all about the body of Christ. We're talking about concerning forgiveness of sin. The blood ordinances got nailed to the cross, and all the churchy church ordinances that the priests had to do that they just made a big, um, like God knew, God knew that they would make these ordinances the religious service. And that's why he said way back in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 10 and chapter um, chapter 30, it's, it's of the heart. It's of the heart. Hosea chapter 6, I want your love. I want your loving kindness. I want your mercy. I want your faith, not your blood sacrifices. Okay, they got nailed to the cross. These ordinances got nailed to the cross. Not God's laws. Remember, and this is so important. This is where people think they can just do whatever the hell they want. Which is just bizarre. It's so sad. And they taught me this. And I was like, there's no way. Because think not that I've come to destroy the law of the prophets. I've come not to destroy but to fulfill the blood ordinances. And he opened the doors of the ministry of salvation. So that we don't have to drag farm animals to the church. And he can make a bloody mess all over the place. And go all through, through all these ordinances. That was a sign of obedience a shadow of things to come up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you hit the floor and you repent. When you pray, cross your feet in the back, on the floor, hands to the, covering your face, as instructed in the Bible, facing east, and you say your prayers and you mean it, and you repent and you mean it. He came not to destroy the law of the prophets. I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For, for verily I say unto you, truly, truly, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or tittle, in no way from the law in no way till it all be fulfilled. All the laws still hold, including the food laws. Obviously, we're talking about, in verse 15 here, spoiled principalities and powers. Verse 16, Let no man therefore judge you in meat and drink, or in respect of holy day, or of new moon, or of Sabbath day. This is man's practices and rituals are not God's religion. And the ones that he put in there before, we're talking about the ceremonies bound, by their made-up ordinances concerning food prep and just sitting down to eat. We're not talking about what you eat. God gave us very clear food laws. Now, God was teaching order that was perfected in Christ. God purposed that space of time between Adam, the first man, Adam, who he formed, that means purpose for this ministry of salvation, and Jesus Christ. So there was a huge space of time there to teach us to watch out for lip service and ceremonies, they won't cut it. Just, just today, just like today, people think showing up for church and going through the motions, that's my ticket to heaven. I'm a holy roller. You know what they said to me? The other, you know what bothers me? It bothers me because I pray for these people and I know they don't even like me because they said so. And it's just like, if you get kicked out of a church and up here in Canada, the churches are funded by Canadian taxpayers because they get a tax break. So are they even allowed to kick me out? And I was just upset. And I, I said one day, you know, I, I was keeping quiet. I was there for six months. And they were saying, well, we had a big, this pastor just got out of the seminary. It's just like, we have a big debate. It's a really, really lively debate that, you know, God loses us and we can't find God. And then he finds us. I just, I just said this, oh, Hebrews 4.12, man. God knows your thoughts, your intents, your actions. There's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. You know, like he knows exactly where we are. We are spirits that's an energy a closed energy system we're little antennas right to god like he knows our thoughts intents and actions in real time what do you mean they lose us and they said no they said said michael 
Did you go to a seminary? You have no formal training. And then, not a week later, it was like, I don't think you should come back here anymore. And it wasn't because of that. It was because of something else. Like, you know, it was just a, a church elder obviously coming around your size in this place. It was, just, it was just sad. It's sad. I prayed for everybody. I prayed for them. Did they pray for me? Who cares? Verse 18, let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fresh, fleshy mind, his imagination, Judges, or Jude 16 again. I guess we already went there today. You know, great swelling words for man's admiration. You know, the guy thinks he's a phenomenon. He thinks he's phenomenal, but he's just a phenomenon. These are objects of you're an object of your own perception. You are a philosopher. Let's see what else does he say. Book of Jude. I just love this, man. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. That's really sad to think. Now, listen, I missed something here. We talked, we went, I, I forgot more about ordinances. I haven't gone too far. We have to go to Luke chapter 11, 37. This is critical because look at what the ordinances did here. I'm, oh, I almost forgot this. Would I had to do the whole video again. Luke chapter 11, this is key to understanding. So go to Luke chapter 11 and he starts off talking about, he is the light. What light do you follow? The light of life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he lights the way. The light is the body of the eye. Therefore, when the eye is single, focused on the head of the body, our Lord Jesus Christ, the whole body is full of light. But when the eye is evil, the body is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Light can be darkness because it comes from the lesser of the two unique light givers right off page one of your Bible. He defiled the sanctuary. And as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine, talking to Jesus Christ, of course, the man to dine with him. And he went and sat down. Hey, you want to come in for something to eat, Jesus? Yeah, sure. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not washed first before dinner. The he didn't go through the ceremonial laws. He didn't do it. Jesus Christ didn't have to do it. He came here to fulfill all that. All that got nailed to the cross. And they dogged him. And then Jesus Christ feeds it to them, man. Just tease off on these scripture lawyers. He even calls them lawyers. You, you know, sitting there picking apart the Bible. God's not the author of confusion. Luke chapter 11 talks about the ceremonies no longer have to do. And, it, and that's just two places I decided to pick. Zechariah chapter 7, the fake religious leaders and their followers added days of mourning and fasting for a ceremonial show. God says, why don't you listen to my prophets, my words, my instruction? It's not hard. They made it hard, and they made it almost impossible through their rituals, and they've made it impossible to get back into the kingdom of heaven. Just read Luke chapter 11. Jesus Christ, just tease off on these people, and rightly so. It's puffed up by their fleshy mind and not holding the head, which all the body by the joints. We're talking about the many-member body of Christ, joints and bands having nourishment, ministered by nourishment, by the light of the truth. Our Lord Jesus Christ is perfect in righteousness, perfect in trustworthiness. He is the perfect truth, the greater of the two unique light givers, the only begotten Son of God, first and foremost importance in the universe, ministered us, knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. God can increase you or decrease you, so you better watch it. Who God gives much to, he expects much in return. 
So think about that. That's our big verse. We're talking about the many-member body of Christ. Don't forget, it's also written in the book of Revelation. We become pillars in the Millennium Temple. That means we become part of the structural fabric of the Millennium Temple itself. Increase or decrease. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances, that's legalisms, traditions, religious ceremonies, philosophies? Why are you subjecting yourself to that? Watch what you allow into your psyche through information, entropy, information theory. Check it out. It's a closed energy system. Here's a key here. Don't read over this. Be dead in Christ. What does that mean? This will help you with... The book of Thessalonians, you rapture, pre-trib, mid-trib people. This is what dead in Christ means. From the rudiments of the world, from the ceremonies, from the vain deceit, from the philosophers. We're dead to that. We're dead to that. We left it behind. We don't believe it. We don't trust it. We only trust in one, our Lord Jesus Christ. And through the Lord Jesus Christ to our Father, we don't trust rich white man's construct and trust their empty assurances to take care of us. Hey, listen, this is just a short flesh age. Think about it, eternity forward and eternity back. When I talk to heathen people about this, it's just like, they just look at me. I say, you got a hundred years or less, man. You fell out of harmony with the universe. You, me, all of us that you see walking in the flesh. To come to terms with what's inside of us, that's not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. It's not about you. It's not about self-occupation and selfishness. It's about what Jesus Christ promises to dwell in a permanent peace forever, a permanent safety forever, a permanent security forever. Mankind is a 100% failure rate at that construct, obviously. Be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world. That's religious ceremonies and philosophies. That's from science. That's from all these people. Remember what a PhD is, a doctor of philosophy. We're talking about experts in their field, commentators, analysts, barstool scientists, writing down their theories and hypotheses on cocktail napkins visionaries we're free from that we don't allow that into our psyche we, we're meek we, we know to we we know how to afflict ourselves with self-discipline learn to say no to yourself in the face of all these vain ideologies and curiosities taste not taste not touch not handle not what you're all to perish with the using listen all these all these ceremonies to add up to nothing after the commandments and doctrines of men why are you doing this why are you listening to these people why are you doing it? Why are you complying to liars? Why are you complying to organized crime that's paid $32.6 billion in criminal penalties since 2009? Why are you complying to big pharma and big government and big money and big business and big military and big tech and big media? Why are you complying to big energy? Why? That's what he's saying. Do not comply. Remember, in the book of Romans, I was told growing up, Michael, you just have faith in Jesus Christ. Don't be a doubting Thomas. You're going to fly out of here and in a rapture and now just go out there and comply. The Bible says everything I was told was a lie as a kid. And I pray for these people. I'm not dogging them because where did it come from? The dude with the backwards collar and the guy calling himself a reverend wearing a dress because he couldn't learn one book. That's the only job to get a working knowledge of this book. If you've overstepped your spot in the many-member body of Christ, then what are you doing behind the pulpit? Because judgment starts at the pulpit. If you're leading people astray, you're on the hook for it. So be very careful. I want everybody, all 10 people that watch this video and 20 people that listen on Spotify, to look at your pastor, preacher, whatever they call themselves, and stare at them. This guy, where is he leading me? 
Do not develop an emotional attachment to this guy. You develop an emotional attachment to what he is saying if it's coming from the Bible. And if he's not teaching the Bible, ask for your money back. What are you doing there? You're just as responsible for the continuation of that fake church show, churchy church. I just say, Michael, you just have to have faith. You just have to have faith. You can't make up what you're having faith in. Faith without works is dead. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will, worship, and humility. Did I miss a verse? I don't think so. Oh, here we go. This is a good verse. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will, worship, and humility. It's just a giant sideshow. And neglecting of the body. Oh, I'm fasting. Remember Zechariah chapter 7. I'm fasting for God right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more holy than you. You enjoy your hot dog and french fries. I'm fasting for God because I'm much more You know, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Making a big sideshows. Okay, I want to thank you very much for watching Companion Chapel. This is a registered nonprofit ministry. I'm having the greatest time doing this, but if you can help out, help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Episode 491. I hope you're around for episode 500. Tammy should be here. Thank you very much. Have yourself a great day, and bye for now.